Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, just across the wire, is the headline. Now listen to this headline. Listen closely. Trump to sign coronavirus vaccine executive order prioritizing Americans over foreign nations. Order reemphasizes the Trump administration's America first approach. So, okay, he's going to sign an executive order that prioritizes Americans. So when you go and read the article, it says anybody who it sounds good, anybody who wants the vaccine, Trump wants to make sure that you get it. So I immediately, before I even finished the article, tweeted out, this is straight out of event 201, where they say we have to prioritize rich nations have to subsidize and prioritize the poor nations. That's like the number one thing. And uh, all sorts of things went through my head. One is This week are the Pfizer and Moderna one day FDA hearings, after which, like the next day, they're going to start giving these vaccines. Now, these are what I call the rich people's vaccines, the Western vaccines, the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine, which is uh, more DNA based than RNA based. That is already slated for the global south, poor country, stuff like that. So by prioritizing the America one, America first, and these are the things that are going to get approved here first, you automatically automatically get Americans to be the experimental group for the RNA. And as a default, probably, you know, that's how I saw this unrolling is that this was a setup to continue this bifurcation of the groups. I think they're going to be three or four groups. It's going to be the RNA-based Western world. It's going to be the global South getting the DNA one. It's going to get the anti-vaxxers who won't have anything. And then you have the Sputnik V, which is the conventional vaccine out of Russia. So they're going to have like a billion people in each group. They're going to be getting a lot of data to analyze for sure. Totally going to get a lot of data and it's experimental. And so in this article though, so I had just, I had, what I had tweeted was, I said, oh, U.S. aid around the world, a foregone conclusion. The question is only when. And then I said, you know, what did Churchill say? We're just arguing about the price. You know, he says now that, you know, this joke about Churchill saying to this, this broad, hey, I want you to come upstairs with me you know, have a little roll in the hay. And she said, no, what do you take me for? A a whore or whatever? And he said to her, well, I was going to leave you my entire fortune for one night. And she was like, well, in that case. And he said, all right, now that we've established that you're a whore, let's negotiate on the price. So like you stipulate certain things if you frame things in a certain way. So when I got to the bottom of the article, it says the order will also be accompanied by a framework for international access to the COVID-19 vaccines, which will provide guidelines for how USAID, Human Health, Health and Human Services, the Export Import Bank and the U.S. International Development Finance Corp interact with foreign countries to bring an end to the coronavirus pandemic. So this executive order isn't so much about America first. It's it is more about, I think, the more significant thing, which I hashtag straight out of Event 201, that this is about committing the U.S., their money, their distribution, all of this stuff. USAID is on the ground out there. They're a CIA front organization that's in foreign countries, according to all everything I've ever read. 
those they are making it very clear they are following through on one of the main calls to action from Event 201, the coronavirus simulation ruled out by the World Economic Forum, Johns Hopkins and Bill and Melinda Gates in October of 2019, before the Wuhan virus was even a phrase in Trump's speeches. Well, it's frequently in his speeches nowadays, too, as it, it's getting more and more pinned on China as the villain that brought that out. This vaccine has not been studied like they typically do studies. I know we've talked about this, but it really is important to emphasize you want to get as much information as you can before you consider taking it because there is a pressure campaign, a national worldwide pressure campaign trying to get people to want to take this vaccine, despite the fact that there are questions being raised by the scientists themselves that are involved. I can tell you about Dr. Suliani's interview with Jake Tapper, if you like some of the questions that he answered. Yeah, and I do want to recommend to people that it, I believe it is accessible to the general public. The hearing, or certainly there's going to be a lot of information coming out of the hearing on December 10th by the FDA uh, for the Pfizer one vaccine and the and the Moderna um, hearing is December 17th. So we can get some information or probably not. It's probably not going to be a lot of information, which will be very telling also. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Check out neighbors, y'all. Get somebody and in, in your family or a friend uh, a winter seed pack. Help them live a more sustainable life. I did want to add one other thing about the vaccines. Is that Thomas Massey tweeted an article about how they're recommending that if you get the vaccine, you wait uh, two months to get pregnant. Which he points out, 10 million babies a month are born worldwide. So that's just 20 million people right off. And he said, and what if, what if people don't listen to that? And I would add, so like, what happens? Why are they saying that? What do they know? What do they think? And I would add something I saw coming when they were talking about the Zika virus in Brazil that it was so detrimental for pregnant women. And I knew that it was a push for abortion, birth control. And didn't the Pope himself, instead of saying, which is the what the Pope's line should be, abstain, he said this is a, an opportunity, something about allowing Catholics to use birth control, which is, you know, I'm not a, a advocating it or denouncing it, but his job is to toe the party line, I would think. And then these... These things are always used as excuses for population reduction and birth control, in my opinion. Is that two months after the first round of the vaccine or the second round? I don't know. But from what you've told me and what I have read myself, I wouldn't think anybody after the first one. They are saying the experts are saying they think people will say that the vaccine gave them COVID. So if all of a sudden you think you have COVID, I imagine you might back off. Absolutely. And that's why they're doing this campaign right now to normalize these side effects. The scientists going around saying you're going to feel this. You need to be you need to be prepared for it. Like you said, it could be worse for the second round of shots. There's even some concern about giving it to elderly people. Some concern expressed by some doctors and scientists, even though 
those most vulnerable people are the ones they're saying they're going to give it to first, along with frontline workers. And many frontline workers have come out and said that they are very skeptical of taking this vaccine themselves. In fact, the percentage of Americans, this is in a recent poll from Pew Research, Intent on getting the COVID-19 vaccine rises to 60% as confidence in the research has grown, but still about two in 10 are pretty certain they won't get the vaccine, even if they do get more information. So 60% is pretty high. That's why they're putting all this stuff out there. They're hitting people on all angles to try and raise that number up. They want to get to 70, 80% of the population, I believe. I've always been worried about the old people because when I read this pat about this patent, I think I read it to you with the page number and everything from the book, The Last Circle by Sherry Seymour. And it said it described a DNA type one, which isn't the the fire. The AstraZeneca one is is gene transduction or induction. It's not necessarily where the DNA produces the virus itself. It's a little it's it's questionable whether it will happen intentionally or accidentally or any of that. So there's a spectrum of how the genetic ones work. But when I read the patent for one of those DNA um, virus type uh quote, vaccines as a bioweapon, it came with an antidote to help your body create the antibodies. Now, this is depending on your immune system to react to it. And I think when like somebody's sick, I don't think they give people vaccine like little kids and stuff. I don't if you come in and you're sick, I don't think they give you the vaccine because they need your immune system to be healthy. So to give it to old people first seems to me very risky. And the fact that they're worried about pregnant people, I wonder if the genetic material, they think that there's some influence uh, of that. I don't know how it would cross over like that. I really don't know. But this is something that's never been approved before. So there isn't a lot of real hard data out there for us to look at. I'm curious about how people who have had past immune reaction problems might be affected if they would be affected differently because there there's a lot of people have autoimmune diseases is there is this I don't like- think you could take it if the, you had that because it absolutely depends it doesn't even hyperstimulate your immune system like the adjuvants do in a conventional vaccine it just demands that your body react to these proteins that your body itself has created like that's another thing that's in new so then that would raise concern for people who are unaware that they have an autoimmune disease Right. Dr. Monsef Saloui, he was on the he's the Operation Warp Speed Czar. He was on with Jake Tapper and he did all the Sunday shows over the weekend. And Tapper asked him candidly about some of the concerns. He addressed what people were were raising fears about. He said that there will be small glitches. There will be small glitches in the rollout of this vaccine. And he said that there may be some batches that don't make it on time, that are delayed, that are not right, particularly in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like and the tests that are like that. makes me wonder about this temperature thing that you brought up a while ago. Yes. Because he did mention that. What happens if you get one of these vaccines that happens to be not at the right temperature, that wasn't well, refrigerated properly? It should if it's done properly, it, in my experience with things that had to be, you know, I come from a long line of truckers, that something that has to be held at a certain temperature has a sticker on it that will turn red if the temperature zone has been breached. So if that's on each and every box 
and the people are, you know, I got probiotics in the mail. I didn't know they were packed in ice. I just left them there for days. And then when I found out, I was like, oh, shit, I was supposed to put this in the refrigerator right yeah. away. I still took them and they, you know, whatever. I'm yeah, alive. there's a discussion around <laughs> how to get them from the containers into the the shot where it's going to be injected and then into the person's arm. To, the temperature drops and it, it seems, seems like a lot of variables it, here that could go wrong. You know what? You know what the problem is to unroll un to unroll these things, roll out these things all at once to a lot of people when it has not been thoroughly tested is a recipe for disaster. So what you want to do is you want to use, it's like my damn fish tank. Okay. I have stopped buying like 20 fish at a time. (laughs) When I tweak the thing or if I get a new species of fish, I get one. I know they don't like that. one to sacrifice at a time. Yes. And actually I got some neon tetras. I got four the other day because they were like a dollar each. I threw them in there and now there's only one because I think somebody in there is eating them. So... It's a good thing I didn't get 20 or get oh, the expensive wow. ones or whatever. Should Sounds I like not? you got a mystery Some, on your hands. Someone's going to call Fish Protective Services on me. I, I think I so. You, you, I little, you talk so openly about what you do to these fish. I don't mean to do it. No, no, no. They're fine. They're You're fine. You're a mad Ask scientist. The fish guy. The frogs are fine. Everything that like is qualified as an animal is fine. But anyway, so I'm just saying what you do when you really don't know for sure how a new organism is going to respond to a biological environment or element is... Take it freaking slow. Yeah. Especially the Moderna one, which is so open about the fact that the control group that got the saline had one death out of 15,000 people. I mean, it's not believable to me that the risk of rolling that out en masse after one day of FDA scrutiny, mm-hmm. and I'm not an advocate of regulations, but they are there. I mean, they're they're... If we're Especially not something see, that's never been tried before that is being spread this this widespread. And it's there's no public peer-reviewed study of the final analysis. And here's the thing. They're spending our money on it. They are putting restrictions on our civil liberties, which will be contingent on our reactions to that. And they're financing spreading it around the world. So if you're going to have the government do all of that stuff, then either it's competent to do it or it's not competent to do it. If you could argue that it was competent to do it, which I don't, you would have to argue that that FDA protocol that has been put in place to allow this kind of power expansion over the years, which I have always objected to, they shouldn't have this situation. They should have it where... If CVS wants to sell you something and they misrepresent how safe it is or how well tested it is, they will be personally liable for that or corporately liable for that. But that is not our system. Our system is all about the FDA and all that. So if you're going to, it's like the libertarians live by the sword and die by the sword. You are not able, if you're going to do it one way, then you, you need to be consistent within your world or I, I will, I can fight you on your own terms. With that in mind, with everything you just said, let me tell you the rest of what the vaccines are said. Do you ever feel like something is not quite right with the world? Brushfire is a new libertarian thriller packed with twists and turns, including life-changing chaos, a web of government secrets, decentralized freedom cells, and utilizing every tool possible to avoid detection from state agents like using cryptocurrencies, hacking techniques, secure encrypted messaging, and a strong security culture. 
Henry, Maxine, and their new liberty-minded friends fight against the seemingly never-ending threat of tyranny and injustice and show how liberty in our lifetime is possible, but only through direct action. Get your copy of Brushfire today by visiting libertyunderattack.com slash brushfire or via Amazon. For audio listeners, a 15-hour audiobook has been newly released via Audible and libertyunderattack.com. As I mentioned previously, he said there'll be small glitches. There could be batches that come out not right, particularly in the beginning. He was asked, will you be able to spread the virus even if no longer at risk of serious illness? A question we've talked about before. And he said, we don't know yet. We may have the first answer to that question somewhere around February or March. And he didn't even seem certain in giving those that timeline. And that would come from the trials. Go ahead. It just occurred to me. If this thing, when they give you a PCR test, they're just finding fragments of viruses mm-hmm. and such much that is absolutely not not a sign of infectious disease, viral load, whatever. They are not testing for that properly, yet they tell you, you that you are still could be a carrier. But this RNA thing is creating a whole, you know, a, a, like a coherent string. Now, it's not the whole thing, but it's enough to make you sick. It's enough to make you sick. So is right. that then enough to be out in the world? Because it is different from the denatured or whatever, like inactivated virus that goes along with the adjuvants. The adjuvants hypercharge your immune system. So I wonder if there's ever been a case where someone who's been treated with this RNA um way to make a virus like that or a part of a virus that those virus fragments are contagious he doesn't know yet he doesn't have (laughs) the data yet can you imagine that you get this vaccine in the coming weeks with this big pressure campaign going on people talking about businesses not letting you work if you don't get it not being able to travel stuff like that if you don't get it and then come february the results and that data starts to roll in and turns out that Maybe you do. You still are a super spreader without even knowing it. Or and worse. Maybe the, the worse. worst case scenarios. Just the fact that they're going to put something in you and then, well, we'll find out what happened to the first people that got it after you've already taken it. That seems like a scary, scary thing to me. He also was asked, and you just alluded to this, will how long will the immunity last in someone's body? And again, he doesn't know. Only time will tell. They don't have the data yet to answer that question. What are the long-term effects? He doesn't know. They don't have the data. He had no answers to any of the questions. Not one answer definitively. And they don't have the data was his consistent go-to. Well, he's about to get the data from this worldwide rollout of this vaccine. But what they did move on to talk about after he gave no answers to any of the concerns that were raised, and that was only some of the concerns that Tapper raised, they went on to talk about how are we going to address this vaccine (laughs) Vaccine skepticism? (laughs) These people are skeptics, and they uh, specifically talked about the African-American community. Wow, again? Yeah. They are really targeting them. Mm-hmm. Wow, maybe the whole Black Lives Matter thing, thing was about gaining trust in that community. Per- yeah, perhaps. They, they are because tra- if that right thing now, is yeah. all about the vaccines, I mean, they're giving 7 billion people genetic stuff. Like, 
if if they want to change the world, maybe that's all they needed. Maybe that's all they need is the whole thing is a psyop just to get those shots in people's arms. And that's all you need. I don't know. But yeah. they clearly identified. And that's the same thing with like the Obama phone and everything else. And Obama himself. I mean, you are because remember the show in Atlanta. The African-American community in Atlanta, I mean, they're woke old school, not woke like with the PC, you know, the expression woke has been hijacked. Oh, yeah. It's hijacked and twisted. They're not falling for the the Constitution thumping, you know, they know that there's a deep right. truth to this stuff just from their experience. And the history in America yeah. of, of things that have been done. To the African American yes, community, the, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee Project, yeah, among other things, I'm sure. And Tapper went on to talk later in the show about is Dr. Fauci and some of these other doctors are they the right people to be communicating to the African American community? Of course not. They need to find somebody else who can get through to them more, who is more maybe a Stacey Abrams type, something like that. And the strategy, one of the strategies was revealed a little bit deeper on Brian Stelter's Reliable Sources, Most Unreliable Source on Television, where Stelter posed the question, what can journalists do to help get through to people? And then he showed images of in the hospital of death and dying to dramatic music, body bags, people's feet being zipped up inside the body bags, talked about how journalists want more access to the inside of hospitals. Can you imagine that? Journalists flooding out through the hospitals, getting the most dramatic footage, cutting it out of context, trying to present this. What amounts to atrocity propaganda. He even quoted Joseph Stalin, and he said that Joseph Stalin said this, one death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. What can we do to help the public overcome this psychic numbing, which is when individuals tend to withdraw their attention from these these traumatic events and future threats because they're not seeing it. They're only getting the, the statistics of it. So how can we make them feel the pain? And he brought on a grief expert who said that this grief must be witnessed. People need to absorb enough of this tragedy tragedy so that it directs their behavior. Dude, they're this. I mean, this if is a propaganda private, If this were in private, it would be an explosive conspiracy expose <laughs> right. video that we'd cover on Rockfin. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're just doing it publicly. They're just they're just openly advocating brainwashing and they do not care. Hey, listen to this. The grief it's atrocity expert. propaganda. It, absolutely. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. You're right. David Kessler, this grief expert, he said it was sad. I was watching a doctor on TV talking about how everyone gets to make their own decision. We wouldn't say that about everyone on a plane if everyone wanted to get up and open the door. Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. 
If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop. That's ground.news slash prop and enter the code prop that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News Premium Membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. What do you think about that reasoning that we shouldn't be letting people make their own decisions about the coronavirus and the vaccine, just like we shouldn't let people open the door on an airplane? I think facts are facts, but truth is truth. And I don't even have to get into the theoretical, hypothetical stuff about people, whatever, being a threat to you. I want I think that we have the I think that we have the right to expect them to give us the evidence in a scientific fashion. So I yeah. like it. One final thing about that. I find it interesting that the pandemic happens to become the number one killer in America. This was also Tapper announced this for us just in time to use that statistic to try and scare people into getting this vaccine that they have no data on yet. And also happens to be at Christmas season just to lock in Amazon's, yeah. you know, just, just destroy all retail and restaurants. I mean, if it's not obvious to people that they're just literally destroying. And I, one of the first shows I ever did and the very, and one of the early blog posts I ever did was about there was just too much uh, possibility for a regular guy to make big money at a restaurant or for a white collar chick to make big money waitressing, you know, relative to other opportunities. It was like the last straw where you didn't have just corporate wage control. And I predicted, I mean, I've been talking about this probably since 2012, that restaurants and waitressing were under attack. And uh, I think that we're seeing that. But I want to, speaking of restaurants, bars, remember we talked about that Max having the autonomous zone in Staten Island. The guy opened the bar, lost his liquor license, but he stopped charging. People would just donate to the effort. They went to, uh, they arrested the guy and I guess they let him go. And now they went, they're saying that they went to arrest him again. Now, the headlines on Washington Post is bar owner drove into officer while fleeing arrest for flouting shutdown order. Sheriff says. Sheriff says they, the story is that this guy was that the sheriffs were after him. He got in his car and ran them over to get away. Now, what his lawyer says, and first of all, this is the sheriff who are, and they are not responsible for law enforcement in New York. The NYPD is. And there are even other organizations, law enforcement organizations that would be capable of enforcing those laws. But from what I understand, the the sheriff's department is an offshoot of the New York City Department of Finance, which makes me think that they're there to like serve stuff, but also that they were just plugged in and and part of a PSYOP at this point, because what the lawyer said, what this guy's lawyer said that actually happened, he said it was four minutes from start to finish from when they took this guy out of his own establishment uh, they said he was engaged in disorderly conduct. He said, didn't the lawyer said he that um, it's Danny, his name is, didn't even raise his voice. And they they took him out and uh, a maybe that was a. Hmm, well, he says there were four minutes. I don't know when they 
when they took him out of the bar, that might have been the previous incident. But what this is at a quote from the attorney. He said there are four minutes from start to finish. There were no ambulances, no injured officer uh, visible on the 80 percent of that time that we have in a video, even though reports are that he broke to the guy, both the guy, both the sheriff's legs, that he broke both of their legs. So it says Presti, Danny Presti, was approached from behind by two deputies. He did not know were were deputies or sheriffs who came running at him while yelling Presti. And one of the de- deputies apparently injured his his ankle in this. And and the guy has been getting death threats and everything. So he was just startled and weirded out. I think that they he were got charging. Jam- these were these un. They weren't in uniform. Well, they were behind him. him, so I don't know. I think they were not in uniform, but I don't know. But they were behind him, and I just feel like he was Jan Schakowsky'd. It sounds like it. it. This guy knows that he's a target. He knows that they're they're going to look for any reason to try and make him look like he's the bad guy. And he seems, from what I've seen, to be someone who can maintain that calm in that Super circumstance. Calm. And the de Blasio said there's no excuse for someone. Bird dog is what that's called, by the way. Sorry. Bird Bird dogging. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says there's no excuse for someone doing something that might threaten the life of a law enforcement officer. And that's what he did. Now, I wouldn't say there's no excuse. Plenty of crooked cops out there shaking people down. There's not no excuse to defend yourself against a cop. You let them shoot you. It's ridiculous. He didn't know they were cops. It's like David Powell, who was shot in his own garage in Henry County to death. (laughs) If he, if he would have had every right to defend himself, but, uh, this, first of all, I even question if you could actually technically call them law enforcement, I guess you could, if they're serving papers, but they were not supposed to be doing that. And the theme going out about this guy is his, his attack on the sheriffs is completely consistent with his disregard for human life. (laughs) Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, because of the coronavirus and him yes. opening up his restaurant. Because That's, okay. he declared an autonomous zone. And now there are protesters there like for him. Yeah. And everyone's kind of like, uh, what do we do now? Because autonomous zones, apparently you can protest and you don't get COVID. And he said across the tracks, he's in an orange zone. Cuomo's like diced everybody up into different colored zones. Mm. So he's in the orange zone, which is like kind of feels oh, Trumpy. Wow. Yeah. And across the tracks is a yellow zone. So across the tracks, the bar over there can do exactly what this guy's doing. Like he could, the way it sounded, he could see the other bar out his window. It's a, so that one's allowed to yes, that's serve in the outside zone. and stuff. Yeah. Wow. It's what when I was talking to Walter Block the other day, which was a true thrill. He said it's a continuity problem and there's no solution for it. Like, at what point do you draw a line? That contradiction, that hypocrisy, which causes that conflict. That, Arbitrariness. Yeah, it's completely arbitrary. arbitrary. Right on for this guy. I hope, you know, I worry a little bit for his safety, especially, you know, mm-hmm. and also when you see stuff like Lori Lachlan, Bill Cosby, uh, though they... I mean, Bill Cosby is a sacrificial wolf. Lori Loughlin, I don't even really think, think she did anything wrong. You can't count on the criminal justice system. And they and you and you think that you're going to get your day in court. Almost no one ever goes to court because they threaten you with 100 years in jail. I mean, Lori Loughlin, even in her statement, she wasn't saying that she was guilty. I mean, yeah. I don't believe it. And the media determines your guilt and broadcast it publicly for however long before you ever get to court, poisoning the jury pool and your ability uh, to potentially yeah. get a fair trial. Absolutely. I have a shout out. Let's hear it. 
I myself have a shout out. It's a shout out for me. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out the Higher Side Chats and Greg Carlwood, who we released early for patrons this weekend. We're going to put it in our um, every other Friday interview slot on DNB this Friday. It was really great talking to him. And he, in honor of uh, being on our show, he put up a promo code, Monica, I was highly complimented, um, that if you put that in at Higher Side Chats, you can become a plus member for a week. You have to cancel it if you don't want to start paying. That's just the way it works. But it, during that time, you can download all previous higher side chats in their full two hour format. And by coincidence, I would actually not be doing the shout out. In you know, he didn't ask me to do it, but I'm only doing it because the last two higher side chats blew me away there. It is worth just signing up just to listen to them. One is Joseph Farrell, which a lot of people sent me. The other one is this um, <clears throat> scientist. I, I, I think I, you can safely call her th a scientist. She may be more Nora Get Gaudis. Tricky name, but those two two hour interviews were really spectacular. So if you want to listen to them free, you can go to thehiresidechats.com and use the promo code Monica. And if you want to cancel, you got to get on that in a week. And you can listen to us talk to Greg on Friday. Yeah, it was great talking to him. It's always great talking to him. And the patron 15. I'm going to give you a few interesting new statistics about mask and confidence in scientists. And I want to give you uh, a heroic story about a sheriff. I don't usually bring this, but not, not all sheriffs are bad in the uh, corona times. And this is a very important day in history. I'm going to give you my two cents on that. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every day that we post a DNB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We also do virtual patron parties a couple times a month and a lot of other fun stuff. You can also find us on rockfin.com where we do video deep dive podcast. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the Patreon 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.